welcome home. My earth name is Bianca, and I am a multidimensional intergalactic being exploring what it means to be human on earth. I am here to share what I've learned from the depths of the shadows to help you remember your true self as a divine being on earth. I will teach you the cheat codes of the matrix, how to heal the ego, and transcend the limitations that we created when we were asleep. Together, we will alchemize and quantify our life to experience greater abundance, fulfillment, and joy in alignment with our soul's purpose. Now let's explore this dream within the dream. Hello and good morning. Well, it's actually afternoon in my time here at the time that I'm recording this and I'm actually really excited about our soul session today because I decided that today we're going to be talking about communication barriers and the reason why I want to talk about this is this is a topic that's very close to my heart. I've always struggled with communication. I've always struggled with using my voice, with expressing myself um, and showing up authentically. Um, And I believe that having an understanding of what those barriers are and being accountable and holding yourself responsible to If you have um, any of these barriers or you have created those barriers for yourself um, in communication so that you can basically like know about them, accept them and then be able to move forward. Okay. The most important thing about communication is that through relationships in relationships, communication is what builds the trust and the respect. Okay, and the trust and respect is the foundation of every relationship. And that can only be built through communication. So communication is so important to master. It's one of, I I believe personally, is that it's a very important self-mastery skill. Um, So we're going to go ahead and jump into it. So today I'm going to talk about six signs. Six signs to look for if you have a communication block, and then three ways to help you improve for it to for you to be able to have healthier relationships in your life, more healthier, fulfilling relationships. So, um, so what is communication? So communication, the way that I want to define it is that it's an it's the act of transferring of transferring info from one place to another, from one person to another. So communication can happen in three different ways. There's three forms of communication. You have um, you have verbal communication, you have nonverbal communication, and then you have body language, okay? So, um, I'm sorry, verbal, nonverbal, and interpersonal communication, forgive me. Verbal, nonverbal, and in, and interpersonal communication. So those are the six uh, forms, um, the two, the three forms of communication. I'm sorry, I'm like getting stuck. You see, um, so why why is it that I want to talk about this? So since I was very young, um, I actually did not speak until I was about five. I was mute. I did not speak, um, and by the time that I did start to speak. Um, I, I developed a slur, so not a slur, but I developed a speech impediment where I began to stutter a lot. 
and it was very difficult for me to express myself as a child um, because of my stuttering. Um, And as I was going through speech classes and I learned and what really helped me at the time was reading. I was able to read out loud and really slow my speech down. Um, And then I learned English. Spanish was my first language. And then I learned English and then I went chatty away. So that was in then. Um, And then coming from, you you know, growing up in in a environment that really minimizes and diminishes your ability to express yourself and your opinions um really I felt personally is what toned like what I consider like I tuned out my voice um I wasn't allowed to really express myself in the sense of like I wasn't allowed to have an opinion I wasn't allowed to really you know one of the biggest things about being from from like growing up in a Hispanic family is that you're not allowed to speak back to your parents. And that's just a form of respect, which I totally understand. But when it comes to a disagreement and you want to express your side of or your perspective or you want to put your opinion on the table and you're not allowed to, then that then creates a block. Um, So I had... So as a kid, I had a stuttering problem. I, 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 I didn't speak until I was five and then I had a stuttering problem. And then when I was allowed to, and then when I learned to express myself, I wasn't really allowed to. Um, and so after my whole process, I moved out. Working with the marketing company and working in sales really helped me understand the like the skills of communication so I understood how to talk to people how to build their impulse but then I also learned the art of in a sense manipulation how to manipulate um people through words through body language through their psychology to do what I wanted them to do and at the time it was really just so that they can buy buy what I buy what I was offering so I learned to master that um and so what what happens then is that as I go through and I start to see all of my other relationships in my life, I start to notice a pattern. I start to notice that there are certain times where I feel like I do communicate myself, that I do use my communication skills to express myself authentically. And then there are times when I use it to either like try to take control of the situation and manipulate it to my benefit or even um sometimes where I find that there's a block where I cannot fully show up um and say what I need to say in the moment and um when I came to terms with the fact that communication is literally the basis of how you build healthy relationships then I really started to dig deep and started to um uncover all of these layers within me um because I felt like my throat my throat chakra has been blocked for the longest time I mean and 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 I mean I think like forever I can always feel like I always feel my emotions in my throat I feel a lot of my emotions in my throat and my core um so going forward um understanding the barriers of the communication has allowed me to really fully understand a little bit more about myself 
and understand what are some aspects of me that I need to see, that I need to heal. Um, so going forward, uh, moving on. Um, so let's talk about the forms of communication, okay? So we're going to talk about the six signs, like the six signs that you have a barrier in your communication, that you have a block in your communication skills. Um, so the very first barrier is uh, judging the other person. And this and this barrier, this wall, I, I want to be very delicate with this because I want you guys to understand something. Everything that I say is not to blame and it's not to point fingers. Everything I say is always to for you to look within yourself, okay? You can't look outside of things. You can't look outside of yourself to try and put it on somebody else because the only way that you find true healing and true transformation where you can achieve true transformation is if you accept, um, if you look within and you accept responsibility for your own actions and you own up to what you need to own up in order for you to be able to do what you need to do in order for you to grow, heal, and evolve. Okay, so these barriers in communications that and, and these signs that I'm about to give you, I want you to look at yourself. I want you to look at yourself and see if you're doing this, if you're doing any of these things that's causing you to have unhealthy relationships. Okay, so um, very first one, we're going to talk about judging the other person. Okay, and when I say judging the other person is already instantly having an opinion of them before either... You guys actually develop a relationship or uh, before you guys are about to embark on a conversation that's supposed to lead to like a to like a solution or to a compromise. You're already judging the other person. You already are assuming what the other person who what the other person is thinking, who they are, uh, what do you think they're about. So you're already putting assumptions before you are be before basically you even open your mouth to speak okay and that is a very 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 major block in communication because assuming so I had a chorus teacher back in eighth grade that actually wrote this on the board I will never forget this because it made me laugh so hard but it made sense and it didn't really resonate with me until years, years later. So she said, so she wrote it on the board, assume, right? So assume is A-S-S-U-M-E, okay? And she basically broke it down into three parts, okay? When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, okay? And that is beyond accurate. You do not have the ability to know exactly what the other person is thinking unless uh, uh, I, I'm just saying this I mean unless you're like a mentalist and uh, you can and you're a mind reader and you have that ability to but in the general sense for the general population for those who are listening to this you you shouldn't assume what the other person is thinking or you shouldn't assume what they're going to do based on what you're going to say because the assumptions that you're actually putting out there is what is really triggers of deeper rooted trauma within you. Okay. So let's say, for example, if you are, 
if you consider yourself antisocial because you don't like to get into confrontations and you go to the store and um, somebody just so happens to bump you by accident and um, the first instinct in your mind is to assume that that person bumped into you because they're being rude because they're disrespectful because they don't care about you but it could be a whole totally different thing they either they could have not seen you they could probably be having a bad day or they weren't even aware that they even bumped into you but in your mind because you've already judged the other persons the you've already made that assumption of them you are going to react on your trauma you're going to react out of your wounds to that and that will lead to that confrontation and then what happens is that the perspective that you had and I go back to the mindset cycle every time the perspective that you had that um that uh that everybody is you know out to get you or that or that nobody cares about you is going to it's going to fuel those thoughts of oh like what so he just bumped they just bumped into me, whatever, whatever. And then it's going to fuel your action of confrontation. And then that action of confrontation is going to lead to a negative experience, which then is going to lead back into you affirming why you, why you don't like people, why you're antisocial, because people are like this and not really looking within yourself to see what is it exactly that's deeper inside that's causing you to make those assumptions in the first place so that we can so we can basically find that there before we react, okay? So that's sign number one, that you're judging the other person and making assumptions, okay? Barrier number two, not paying attention to the person that you are talking to, okay? This, the, I'm, I'm going to say 100%, this is me, okay? I do, I am very much of a wanderer, I'm a daydreamer. Um, there will be times in my life especially in friendships where i've just like not really paid attention to what they're saying like i'm not really like i'm not there i'm not present so when they're speaking to me either i'm not responding in a way that they wish that i could respond or simply that i'm just not paying attention oh and one more actually when and this just came to my mind so spirit definitely wants me to say this but when you're not paying attention to what the other person is is saying what that also means is that you're waiting you're literally waiting to respond you're not listening you're waiting to respond and that's a huge barrier in, in, in communication because you're not allowing the perspective of somebody else to you like you're not receiving that perspective you're completely blocking their perspective and you're just in it like you're automatically waiting to respond like almost as a defense mechanism like you're not gonna tell me like i like no like this is my point i like i want you to hear my point this is my point so that is that is definitely another barrier in the in communication when you're not really fully present and listening to what the other person is saying, okay? Another sign um, is using technical language. So this is a, this is a, 
this is more like I would say like based on the word diction and the vocabulary use, right? So this comes into factors with people who have like um, an inferior, um, and I get stuck. It's all right. It's all right. This is me. This is me being raw. I get stuck. All right. So if they have a superior, if you have you, if you feel like you have to and I, yep, you got to go back to you. You got to go back to you. If you feel like you have to use big vocabulary to overpower the other person. And when I say overpower means to demean them, to, 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 to make them feel smaller, to make them feel like they're not as smart as you, like they're not as intelligent as you. So using technical language in that sense can be a barrier in communication um and using technical language also can be like in the literal sense like when somebody when you have a scientist (laughs) when you have a scientist speaking to you like in these big broad scientific terms and you're like i'm sorry speak english because i have no idea what you're saying that is also another form of the technical language of what i'm talking about okay so um, technical language, the the technical language can be used uh, specifically to either demean, to overpower, or simply to, you know, get a message across, but it's not being understood because the words themselves are not actually understood. Okay, like they they like the definitions are actually unknown. Okay. Um, another barrier, um, the fourth one is giving solutions or unwanted advice. I am hands up, both hands up, fully, fully guilty of that. I am so, so, so guilty of giving unsolicited advice. And I actually learned that. I learned that as a child. Um, and I also learned that when you give the advice, you expect the other person to actually receive it and do and follow through with the advice um and that's more of a control mechanism it's 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 more of a control technique um and giving solutions or unwanted advice to people who are not seeking for it who are not asking for it can create a major barrier in communication because then people will see you as being a know-it-all or um you may feel like, you know, you always have to, you know, especially if you're like me, which if you're anything like me, you can understand this. When you feel like you're always trying to help people and everything always comes from a good place, but there are times where you feel like you give solutions or you give advice in moments that shouldn't have been given because the other person was not ready to receive it or to hear it. Those can create major barriers in communication, okay? That can lead to rifts in relationships, especially friendships, um, and even romantic relationships. I'm, I, 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 I mean, I'm talking about all kinds of relationships. Um, so personally, look at yourself. Do you, are you um, trying to people please or are you trying to take control um, of a situation, um, are you looking to try to manipulate a dynamic to your benefit, um, 
by giving this advice, by giving the solution. So my rule of thumb with this is very simple. If somebody, let's say somebody were to come to you and they're either complaining or they just, they want to vent, they want to express something and you're not sure a hundred percent whether or not they just want to be listened to or if they want some advice, the best way to know is to simply ask. There would be no other way that you there would be no other way that you would know unless you ask. You want me to just listen or you want me to give you some advice because I'm here for both either way. Um and just simply just stating it out there. And sometimes that and, and sometimes that can be hard, especially for somebody like me who who really wants to people please and really wants everybody to kind of like feel like I'm there for them always. Um, and so that everything that I say is always for them, but it's always having, it's, there's a right time and the right place. Like there's the timing of everything is so important and asking would definitely clarify number one. And if there's no conversation being said, and it's, you feel like there's something that you could say that could benefit the other person in some way, but, um, you're not sure how they're going to react Always use the sandwich method. And I always say the sandwich method because this is what I learned. Um, But there's so many different methods to use. Okay. So the sandwich method is that you always lead with a positive intro. Okay. So you lead with a positive thought. You lead with a, with the, with like a compliment, um, something that puts them in a headspace that you're coming from a good place. And then you give them the advice, you give them the solution that you feel like would best benefit them. However that comes out, make sh- just how, how, however it is. And then you finish it off with another positive statement just to let them know that I'm giving you this simply because I believe that this is going to help you. I And also now letting, and now this is when you have to also step back. You have to step back and say, you know, I gave this to you. However, you react, you react from it. You, I, you cannot control how the how the other person reacts, but you can control how you say things. Um, and if you gave that and they still react in a different way, give them the space, give them the time. But always be mindful not to give unsolicited advice or solutions to someone who's not ready to listen. Okay. Um, and how do you know they're ready to listen? Just be aware and pay attention. Read their body language. Read the cues. Um, if you if you really start to pay attention, you will know. You will know. Um, okay. And then the next barrier would be avoiding the concerns of others. Okay. And I'm going to add gaslighting into this. <sighs> I This has been like a major theme in my life. Gaslighting. Okay. And gaslighting essentially is a form of, um, definitely a form of, of like emotional abuse, I'm going to say. I don't want to take it that far, but it is a form of, um, manipulation and communication. Okay. Gaslighting is when someone denies your reality completely and makes you feel like you're crazy for thinking or saying that, for example. And I've definitely experienced that a lot growing up, a lot growing up. And, um, you know, through my relationships, I've been guilty of it. I've definitely gaslighted people. 
I'm, I'm not going to say I haven't. I have. I'm very, very guilty of that. Um, and when I became aware of that, um, I was able to stop when I became aware and say, you, you know what, let me be more present. Let me be more honest. If that's how they feel, then that's how they must be feeling. Let me see why they feel that way. It's very tricky, though, when you're being gaslighted and you don't know what to do about it, right? So when you feel like the barrier in communication is gaslighting and it's because you're trying to tell the other person that this is how you feel, this is what you think is happening, um, in the moment you're trying to express yourself and the other person just says, oh my God, you're crazy, I don't know what you're talking about, um, this hasn't, I, I mean, I don't even know where this is coming from. Like you're crazy. That's, that's a term for me. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Fucking hate that. Anyways. Um, essentially is you knowing if you've, if you do this to people, one it's because you're always, it's because you're hiding something. I can say this for a fact. One is because you're hiding something. And two is because you are not willing to accept any other truth outside of what you of what keeps you safe. Okay? So if somebody is coming to you, for example, or if you're going to somebody and you're saying, and I always like to say, take responsibility on your own. But this is if when you can see it in like when you can see it happening with other people, okay. When somebody is telling you, like you go to somebody and you say, look, I don't feel like, I, I, I really feel like, you know what? Let's just keep it simple. Let's just keep it super simple. Hey, I saw that you left the book or I saw that you left something over there the other day or earlier today. And the other person says like, what? I didn't leave it there. What do you mean? That wasn't me. Even though you clearly seen it. You you literally seen them do it. And they're completely denying it. What do you do in that moment? A lot of people ask me that. What do you do in that moment? I've asked myself that. What do you do? You know, because I've done it to people. And I've done it to people because I... Because one, I, I didn't want to go pick it up. And two, I didn't want to admit that I was the one that did it. You know? So... What do you do? Well, you have to let it go. Um, you have to let it go. There's, 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 there's nothing else that you can do when the other person's gaslighting you except for you to let it go and move on. In the sense, in the sense, if it's not a constant gaslighting, because if it's constant and you guys are in a relationship, some form of relationship, friendship or romantic relationship or what or what or whatever form of relationship if it's a if if it happens on 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 a constant basis that's when it needs to be really looked at now let's go back to you if you're the one doing the gaslighting here's what i say to you i want you to forgive yourself for not wanting to show up to not wanting to be yourself to being afraid to be honest okay because that's really at the core of what it is being afraid of being honest and trying to mask it by making the other person feel like like they're wrong, okay? Because what happens in a gaslighting is that you basically throw it back to the other person and it's their fault, okay? So um, if you're the one doing the gaslighting, please 
look within yourself and ask yourself, why do I feel the need to blame them? Why do I feel the need to turn it back on them? Okay. Um, and why do I feel, why is it that I can't accept that? You know, and these are just times and moments where it's going to be real, 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 real important for you to be open, to be radically honest and open with yourself. Okay, because this will improve and will break down one of the biggest barriers in communication. Honesty. Okay. All right. And then the last one is negative body language and tone of voice. Obviously, this is the most obvious, you know, when you're when you're talking to someone and you're when you're when you're going up to approach somebody and their face is not looking right. Like in the sense of like they they're they're like frowning. They look upset. They look like they're about to like kick some shit. Um, you don't want to talk to them. You go like, skirt, you go the other way because you don't want to deal with it. Or if you have somebody who has like negative body language, like if they're like, you know, something that I used to do was like punch, like, uh, get my right hand and, uh, punch my left hand, um, uh, punch my left palm when I'm like speaking and when I'm angry, like I'll be like, you know, I'm speaking to you like that's negative body language. Okay. Anything that is not open, that is not um, positive in the sense that it is uh, received for the benefit of, of the conversation. Okay. And this, this is what I want to say. A successful conversation is when both individuals benefit from the conversation. It's a symbiotic relationship. Both individuals have to benefit from the conversation. When I was in sales, I learned that, you know, um, and I'm just going to say it in, in, in the way that I learned it, you know, so a conversation is a systematic way to have a structured, effective conversation while building impulse. Okay. That's for sales. But when it comes to day-to-day relationships, friendships, um, Um, and romantic relationships. A successful conversation is with both parties are able to express themselves, that they both have the ability to um, say what they need to say while the other party also listens and receives the information and they both can come to an equal understanding, whether that be a compromise, whether that be an agree to disagree, whether that comes to a mutual understanding. Either way, it benefits both parties every conversation and that's how you build the trust and the respect because each other knows that you can trust each other because you're going to be honest with each other and then it builds that respect because there's that boundary where it says well you have to allow me to say what i need to say and you're gonna and i'm gonna allow you what you say and i'm gonna allow you to say what you need to say and i'm gonna be here to listen and that's what builds the trust and respect which is the foundation of any healthy relationships um so that is that is it. I mean, if it, in the sense of like, that is it, like those are the barriers of communication that I've come to know, you know, and if there's more that, that you can think of, feel free to hit me up on Instagram and DM me and tell me what other barriers you may have in your communication. But I've, these are the six main ones that I've come to know about myself that I've had to really, really work on so that I can have better uh, be, uh, better conversations and healthier relationships. Um, so 
let's move on. So what are three ways? What are three ways to help you improve your communication in order for you to have healthier relationships? I'm going to give you my three top tips, okay? Number one, active listening and be present. You have to be an observer at times. You don't you don't always have to be the one talking. You don't always have to be the one who has to state your point. You don't have to be the loudest one in the room either. Okay? Actively listen. Actively and intentionally put yourself in a position or mentally put put yourself in a place where you can be open to receiving any and all perspectives. And by doing so, not only will you learn, you will learn more about people and you will learn more about others and your relationships, but you're going to learn a lot about yourself as too. You're going to know what things trigger you. What are some things that trigger you? And then it's going to give you the opportunity to, 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 to ask yourself, why is this triggering me? Why does this trigger me? And that's going to now bring you closer to healing your childhood trauma, your wounds, and really uncover those deeper layers that, you know, usually stay hidden beneath all of that, okay? So that's number one, active listening, okay? Number two, be slow to respond. So re- so responsiveness, okay? One thing that I used to do in the past and It'll still happen every now and then. I am not perfect, but I am actively and intentionally working on it. And it's to respond after you have fully listened to the other person. Okay? Be slow to respond. Do not respond impulsively to the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? Because usually what that is, is a reaction that's coming off of a trigger from a trauma or a wound. Okay? Be slow to respond. Listen to your thoughts. Think and then speak. Okay? This was something that I have to work on, that I continue to work on every single day. Be slow to speak. Do not be quick to jump in and say, you know, because then you're just being defensive or you're literally just reacting impulsively rather than being present. Listen to your own thoughts and then responding so that you can say what you mean and mean what you say and let that conversation be exactly how it's supposed to go, okay? Um, So that's number two, responsiveness. Be slow to respond. And number three, honestly, is really just like having an awareness, like understanding cues, understanding verbal cues, okay? Understanding body language cues. So verbal cues are tone, pitch, tone of voice. Nonverbal cues is like body language, like uh, facial expression, hand gestures. Um, Just be aware of how the other person and yourself and yourself. Be aware of how you communicate. Be aware of how of 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 your facial expressions. Of are you smiling? Are you, you know, are you 
throwing your hands up? Are you, you know, opening your hands out, um, saying that I'm here for you? I mean, be aware of the of cues, body language, tone of voice, the pitch, um, and what you say. Okay, because words are very, very powerful. And all words have a deeper, deeper meaning, okay? Now, even though in all communication, verbal is only 7% of communication, 35% is tone of voice, and 58% is body language, verbal words are just as powerful, though, okay? So listening to those verbal cues, listening to the tone of voice behind those words, um, and then also seeing their reaction and their body language as they're saying them. So all of it. So pay attention to the cues, pay attention to how you are expressing yourself. Um, and that way you can go back and see how you can improve it. Okay. So those are my three top tips on, um, um, on developing your communication skills and improving it. Um, so one active listening, be present Two, be slow to respond think and then speak and then three just to simply understand nonverbal cues okay so that is it for today this is all i have for you today um if you guys have any feedback with me or if you guys have had trouble in communications or you know if anything in this uh, episode today has resonated with you, please reach out to me on Instagram. I would love, love, love to connect with you. I would love to get to know you um, and see how we can further continue to help each other on the pro- and like in the process. I promise you this is not, I'm not selling anything right now. I really just want to connect. Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in on today's episode. I'm so grateful that you guys have listened to the end and I hope to, and I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. A deep, deep thank you for pressing play and co-creating this moment together. If today's message resonated with you, please leave a five-star written review and share it for others to also experience quantum alchemy. Together, we are exploring the highest of timelines and the destination is unconditional love. Until next time, much love.